Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Testimony Tuesday. Today, I am blessed to have Miss Mitzi Jones with me. How are you doing, Mitzi? I'm good. I'm excited. Good. Me too. Glad you're here. So let's get started. First question. Um, I've known you personally for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. Did you grow up in Florence, Effingham area? Um, Actually, I was born in Marion and moved to Dillon and didn't come to Florence until I was a teenager. Gotcha. So you're like your family. Are you a only child? Do you have brothers and sisters? Um, No, I come from a blended family. So I have an older sister that's seven years older than me. And then I have younger siblings. I gotcha. So what's your relationship there with the the siblings is it good is it I my older sister is awesome as a young girl her being seven years older than me she would pretty much take care of me right. um, with everything um cooking me huge pancakes on saturday mornings oh, okay. making sure I, I took a bath every night when i was little she was <laughs> she was yeah she was like a little mama um even today if something's wrong um i was sick a few years back and she made sure she was at every single doctor's appointment every single hospital stay um through my recovery she's just um like a little mama <laughs> um now, would your are your parents still alive? Um, my mother is. My father passed last year. Okay, yeah, that's right. So, your relationship with your mom is it a good one or is it? Yeah, she sits beside me every Sunday in church, and she lives right down the road. But she's actually moving away soon. But oh, really? She is. She's moving back to Dillon. Oh, okay. <laughs> so does that mean she's leaving? The Lebanon family, too? Yeah, she said she's going to come back and visit. Okay. That's not too far. Uh, I go to Dillon quite a bit, so. Um, so how was your, like, your childhood growing up? Were you um, a good kid? Were you, how were you? I was a good kid. You seem like an angel to me. But, like, <laughs> well, I was a really good kid, but I was a horrible teenager. Oh, really? oh yes, yeah. I was horrible. <laughs> so you, when did you move to Florence? I was thirteen. Okay, so thirteen would be what middle school? Yeah, it was school. middle school. Mm-hmm. So where'd you go to middle school? Southside. Southside. Were you a terror there? Well, I never got gotten. I didn't get. Halt. Uh, okay, but I was, yeah. That's where the angel part comes in. Yeah. Okay. So you were mischievous, you just didn't get caught. That's right. Okay. Um, and then obviously you probably went to South Florence. I did. And through high school, people can't believe I'm a, teen, a, a teacher now because in high school, I was the last one there every morning and somehow I could worm my way out and be the first one out the parking lot every afternoon. Oh, really? And here I am, a teacher. So how was your like your teenage years was there like pretty smooth you just continue to do some things and didn't get caught or how, how did that go for you i think around um ninth and tenth grade is when i was pretty i guess i think it was done always not feeling like i fit in right and so the people who you always fit in are the other ones that aren't doing what they're supposed to do right. and around 11th grade, I started working a part-time job and kind of just focusing on that and kind of, you know, just separated myself from it. Um, And then I graduated, and I just went straight to work after graduation. Okay. So, um, with the schooling and all, um, then you go straight into work. Did, um, I know at some point, 
you you met Alan. Mm-hmm. Um, when did y'all meet? We started dating in high school. Okay. And so we've been married now for 23 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've known, I knew it was a long time. Y'all right there with Christy and I, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how long did y'all date before you were married? Um, probably about two, three years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, let me back up just a second. But with your, your childhood and your, your family, were you raised in church at all? Um, as a young girl, my grandmother, she was a Pentecostal holiness. Oh. And um, so she would take me to church on Sunday mornings. And, um, you know, it would get it would quite, quite rowdy during their worship <laughs> right. services. And, I grew uh, up Pentecostal. Yeah, Pentecostal. she would have, um, they had a full band. Yeah. They, um, now, I was a little, little girl, and this is what it looked like through my eyes. Right. Um, women shouting and falling out. Um, you know, they might throw like a, a the yeah, they might throw their Bible at the preacher. They might throw a baby at the preacher. Right. <laughs> yeah. They would crazy. definitely talk back to the preacher. Yeah. Um, and I just have it. I look back and it just tickles me now because, you know, we grew up. We, I was really, you know, kind of poor growing up. Yeah. But my grandmama would get pack, I know, like eight ladies in a car that was not designed to suit, but maybe five people. Yeah, and dirty. I'd sit on, <laughs> sit on her lap, taking us to tent revivals. Right. I mean, she was... She was something, but I, you know, for a long time, I just felt like I was more kind of, sometimes I would be a little taken aback by how rowdy the worship yeah. services were, but now I look back at it and I'm really thankful for her because, um, she planted a seed there. And even though we worship very differently, right. um, we believe in the same God. Yep, that's right. And, um, now, is she still alive? She's not. That's she not. passed away when I was probably about 11. Okay. So I was really young going to church with her. Well, my grandmother, we grew up in church and then fell out for a while. But my grandmother on my mother's side uh, was the one to invite us to church um, when I was 12 or 13. And ultimately, I got saved through that. So my grandmother had a a big part mm-hmm. in me who you know being who I am now so I can relate to that completely um, so spiritually um, when did things seem to change for you was it earlier in life or, or later in life um, well early in life I went with the church with my grandmother and then also a neighbor would always make sure every summer they took me to VBS at their church, and, yeah. and it was a Baptist church, so more my speed, yeah, a lot calmer, chiller. yeah, a lot chiller. Right. <laughs> and um, it wasn't so I've always felt like the tendency, the need for church, but I'd never really aligned my life right. with. I didn't get saved until I was hmm, May sixth of nineteen ninety nine okay. is when I um, gave my heart to Jesus, and that happened. Um, I'd always been a self-reliant person, you yeah. know, I had to depend on myself. And I think that when my oldest child was born, he had a heart defect. Yeah. And the cardiologist just it looked at me in amazement. He said, do you believe in miracles? He said, because this baby is healed. Hmm. And I, and that's really, really the moment when the, the light bulb went off and right. said, you know what? It's something bigger than me. Yeah. And um. Well, we all have those moments, um, you know, and then some people after salvation, it it just takes a while for them, like that light bulb to go off to say, man, I mean, something is really different here, mm-hmm. you know, because, I mean, I remember getting saved when I was 13 and it wasn't like the 4th of July, 
but I could see a gradual change in things. It doesn't mean I was perfect. I, I still did some stupid stuff, and we sin every day. Mm-hmm. But um, it's what you and I were talking about off air. It's it's a day to day walk. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just a Sunday and a Wednesday and the occasional Bible study or reading a scripture a day or all those things are good, but you don't really get to understand salvation and what Jesus has really done for you and I until you start to walk in it daily. And then you realize just how much you are blessed and how much he is with you um, is when it really matters. So you and... Alan got married in what year? Let me put you on the spot. Um, 1996. Okay. Just don't ask me to date. We are. <laughs> <laughs> so you were married before you got saved. Yes. Then, all right, so kind of walk us through your relationship with Alan as far as how y'all met and then um, the whole marriage process for you early on. How did, how, I'm curious to how salvation played with you two early on okay we got married in may of um may of 1996 yeah, we'll, we'll leave the date out yes okay. it's the 24th 20 or 25th <laughs> and um we had michael in april of 1998 okay. and around that time was when we were going to, through the things with his heart but alan and i we'd always gotten along really well mm-hmm. um we just always kind of um, complimented one another and this team right and gotten along and we had michael and we just worked and made our way and through those years i would you know go to church i take the kids to church and um i always say that you know even though i got saved in 1999 i haven't lived all those lives for those years for jesus and um I would, like I said, check off boxes. I went to church. I took the kids to church. I, I helped them with their little play at church. You, things you like did that. The right things. Right. I was just doing the right things. Yep. And, um, and through those years, I think things just started to internally fall apart in our marriage. Um, and he's always been a hard worker. So, oh, yes. Yeah, he's he's a, been a workaholic. Right. He's a workaholic, and I was taking care of the kids. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we really. Um, got to a really, really dark, dark place. Um, lots of um, emotional roller coasters in our home. Lots of arguing. Which a lot of marriages have. Right. A lot of people don't talk about. Right. And looking at, I mean, looking from the outside in, we were just great. Right. But inside, it was, it was, it was a mess, and it was really in a dark place. Yeah. Um, it finally climaxed to about. I think it was like in 2015 to um, where we just, you know, we parted ways. Yeah. And um, this is where I just really, um, there had to be a lot of um, soul searching during that time. Yeah. We um, decided that we wanted to really make, we wanted to try again. Yeah. And I felt like personally, I can't speak for Alan because he's not here, but personally I felt like, um, I owed it to the years that I had already spent my life with him, and I felt like my children deserved to see their mama give it another shot. Well, that in itself, if we don't say anything else, is a perfect testimony for people to hear because too many people these days are just quick to throw the towel in, Mm -hmm. even though they have many years under their belt and, you know, 
it's not just a choice that you make. You took into consideration your kids and just different things, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I said this the other day that in a room full of couples that if you've been married for an extended period of time and divorce hasn't come up in your marriage, then you probably got a hallmark marriage because it is tough. You know, we all go through things Mm and uh, there's things that test us and we get to the point to where I think we have those sit down moments of, Hey, do we want to make this work or do we just want to like part ways? And, you know, um, so kudos to y'all for, yeah, because in, in all honestly, I in all honesty, I was done. Right. I mean, I was really done, and I was finishing up my last semester in college. I was I went to college later to get my degree, and I was like, as soon as I walk across that stage, I am done, right. and uh, mentally, physically, just everything. Yeah. And but I'm gonna tell you, God broke my heart over it, and He'll do that if you let Him, and. It's just amazing to me just looking back and seeing how broken we were, but how blessed we are now, how beautiful our marriage is now, because it's like a a whole different, both of us are different people. I can't sit here and um, beat him up because I had just completely shut down. And um, so... And I I mean, you can't get this through just you and I talking, um, but we've talked about this several times. It's amazing to me to, I always kind of thought you were the angel, you know, <laughs> and um, I, I never thought Alan was a bad guy. He's not a bad no, guy. No, he's not a bad guy. He's I always a... thought he was a workaholic. Yes. But <laughs> just to see the change in him now, I mean, I, I'll get random texts from him during the week just encouraging me, mm-hmm. you know, of, of what I'm doing and all. And, you know, just, it's amazing to see how God can take a situation that was completely and almost broken and severed and you know i mean that scripture says he'll take um ashes and make beauty out of them mm-hmm. and that's what he's done in in your life and it's still not perfect no I mean, it's, it's not, not. perfect but man you, to see your family here uh faithfully each and every week um you know just to see alan's demeanor change mm-hmm. uh, he looks like he's happy now mm-hmm. you know um Whereas to me before he didn't, uh, just because of work and all the stressors that he had, it's just amazing to see what God has done in and through y'all. Yes, and I would I can't sit here and say, well, it's like a say a little prayer and it fixes every fixed yeah. everything problem in our marriage, right. but it really took both of us wanting to make it work, right. and a lot of work went into it, um, a lot of forgiveness and and even when you forgive sometimes there's still a healing process and so we had to get past the bitterness and and really work through it and it was um actually um there again still through all of this even though i was relying on god to heal my marriage i still was not aligning my life to jesus right and it was like in uh, January of 2018, I was sitting, I said, you know, it just came over me. And I was like, I just cannot continue living this lukewarm life I'm living. Right. I've either got to be an all in, and I'm not a Clemson fan, but I either got to be all in, <laughs> right. or I just need to, you know, quit with it. Right. And I asked, um, this is how we wound up at Lebanon, because 
Alan didn't go to church with me. Right. He'd only go to church if the children were performing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I asked him, I said, Alan, I said, would you go to Lebanon? He said, yeah, yeah, I want to hear Mac preach. And because um, we all went to high school together. And I said, okay, right. well, if you'll go with me, I'll go. Please, I just do not want to go the first time by myself. Right. Uh, there's so many people that go there. I just, I just don't even know where to begin with that. He said, okay, I'll go. And so he came with me right. one Sunday. And he's like, I really like that. And so he came with me the next Sunday. And that's how we wound up here. Um, is... Um, me just getting in the coma through high school right yeah. yes i remember mac us sitting in like ninth grade science like class goofy years, goofy. <laughs> he's always just been a good guy yeah. and a cut up right. yeah he is i love that about him mm -hmm. and i are a lot alike yeah always just a happy-go-lucky and yeah. um i just remember us all sitting as a group in science class <laughs> probably about ninth grade right mm -hmm. So you mentioned this, and, and we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but I, I know this, but I don't remember a lot of it. You mentioned earlier on in your testimony about the sickness that you went through. Mm -hmm. Do you want to kind of elaborate as much as you want on that and how God kind of worked through that? Oh, yeah. In 2013, I was... Um I went in for a procedure, and when I came out of it, um, the doctor was like, you know, I couple, took a couple of biopsies. He said, it just had a couple of things that concerned me, so I'm sure it's nothing. Mm -hmm. And then he calls me back to his office a week later, and bless his heart, his face was as white as his coat, and he said, you have cancer. Wow. And I was like, okay. And I You're just, a young lady. Mm -hmm, and yeah. I just remember saying, you know, God, I'm not ready. Right. I'm not ready. This isn't what you got for me. Yeah. Um, because that's the thing about cancer is when you find out you have it, you just know that you have it. You don't know how bad it is. Right. So you walk around for two weeks thinking, I have terminal cancer. I'm just mm -hmm. not going to survive. Yeah. But... But it was a blessing. I was only had stage one, so I had surgery and recovered through that. But I just remember saying, I praying to God. I was like, I, I said, I'm just not done. This isn't, this isn't what it's supposed to be like. Well, I, I, that's a good attitude to have. <laughs> is, you know, I remember my dad passed away in 2010, and ultimately it was cancer that he dealt with it for a couple of years, but. I remember, you know, being in the hospital room with our family and the doctor and, and hearing the doctor basically say, you've got cancer and there's nothing we can really do. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I'm not the one personally with cancer. It's my dad. But it was just like a dark cloud immediately, like fell on me and fear like crazy um, of just hearing that word. But then you're a reminder that you know what god everything's in your hands you mm -hmm. know i mean you're going to work it out it's for your honor and your glory and then to look at you today you know i would never even imagine that you ever even dealt with cancer yeah and there's a and a lot of there are a lot of people who have um had cancer in our survivors or it wasn't you know necessarily you know, we have a picture of cancer in our minds right. and we know how, you know, debilitating it can be mm -hmm. um, to people suffering from it. But there are a lot of people who like me when I went in and I said, you know what, I want to see my children grow. No, you know, I was like, this isn't fair. Right. Right. <laughs> this isn't the plan. Yeah. You told the wrong one. They got cancer. Right. But um, I said, like, I have to get see my children grow. But, it, and, and then, but I think it, 
you know, like just another thing there is going through that and looking back. And I think it's just been a part of this building mm-hmm. that um, part of your testimony. It is a part of my testimony. Yeah. But it is a fire to walk through, and it's um, and you know my dad was the same way. I got the, he's got cancer, right. and we can't do anything for him. Yeah. So I, I've been there, and I, I, until you walk through that fire, I don't think you fully comprehend going through that with a parent. Right. Yeah, it's tough. Mm-hmm. But um, here you are today. You you're always. Um, I know you're you're not always this way, but to me you seem this way in a great mood you always got a smile on your face (laughs) even through trials and tribulations that y'all go through your attitudes phenomenal you know you've always got a positive outlook on things and you know i would attribute that as you would to your faith and um you know just your family is a blessing uh we love having you here at lebanon Uh, i hope you never go anywhere um and it's it's just amazing to see uh, the journey that God has been in and through in your lives. And I'm excited to see how all this stuff turns out. You know, right. You know. And when I, um, when I started coming here, it's, um, I was so fearful to come to this church. I do not know why, but I think, now I think it's just Satan trying to keep me away. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alan's even in the praise team. I mean, right yeah. Away, and, um, but it kept last, about a year ago, I just kept, it just dawned on me, you know, all the years that I was at home, you know, working, trying to take care of my kids, trying to take care of our home, that I never knew the outlet of like doing Bible studies and having that daily relationship with Jesus. And so that's why when I came here and really started to get plugged in, I asked, you know, can we start start a women's Bible study? Because I know the struggles that I had. Mm -hmm. And I felt like really led to offer like discipleship to other women. You right. know, I know what you're going through, especially right. when you have a husband who's a non-believer or is an active in church, right. and you really need that support. Yeah. And so um, I've been blessed through it with a community of women that they don't even know I prayed to even have a community right. of women, and um, so it's really been a blessing to me to be able to to. Um, lead a Bible study right. here, and um, well, we are blessed to have you. Oh, uh, the Bible study I know is on Wednesday nights. Yes. Uh, at what time? Six o'clock. So if you're in the area of Lebanon Church and uh, you hear this testimony and it just uh, rings a bell with you, uh, I know Mitzi would love to have you there, and we would as well. So. Mitzi, I want to thank you for coming in today. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for having me. I appreciate you coming. So there you go. That's another episode of Testimony Tuesday. Uh, We hope you enjoy it and uh, pray that it blesses your life. And we'll see you back here next time.